0: we we are live this is the draft season podcast we are back it is the the day of the playing game the first ever playing game this is this is big the nba has never done no shit like this before i'm gonna tell you i'm very intrigued um i think they should keep it up but it, it is me young raz coming from where i often do queens new york over with my player partner sean 5k talk to him you already know black twitter's number one
1: fantasy sports show we definitely back in the building you know what I'm saying, a little little mini hiatus, man. Had to had to uh, take a little vacation for the boring day, um, and, and get back to business and all that great stuff. But yeah, you know, as, as we said, right, as we we definitely in the in the thick of all these things. And yo, I, I know there was a lot of people who you know chastise and criticize the actual playing game. And you know, I feel like particularly when we talk about like the end of the NBA season, how how messy. If you play fantasy basketball, you know how that last month of the season is just, yeah. you know, it's just, you know, straight carnage when it comes to, you know, your team that you've been running with the whole season just being completely different all the day-to-day dudes just out COVID making it even worse. But, you know, the the playing game added a lot of late season theatrics and, and drama to the actual season. So, you know, we gonna get into all that. We got another, uh, you know, just quick programming note. Um, We're definitely coming back with another, um NBA playoff play playing preview this week, so stay on the lookout for that one. Um, everybody, shout out to everybody. Um, in the Periscope, you know, drop us a comment if you listen to us. Um, in the Periscope, um, drop us. We definitely going into all things on our award ballots. Um, so you know, let us know what you're thinking at home. Um, and, and, and let's, you know, let's let's
0: introduce the guests. Let's, and let's and
1: also, yeah, that's what I was about to say. And and we have our <laughs> guests popping on with us today. Um, Raz, so, well, look, please please yeah, do the honors. Please do the this
0: honors, is my bro. this is my brother, man. Yeah. Um, you know. University of Hartford track and field legend um he's let us down some bad paths before but this is my guy <laughs> he, he wants yeah. to go by Mr. Garlando but that's my guy Gary from Jamaica Queens talk to
2: him real quick wow appreciate you, man thanks for having me on the show Sean nice to meet you brother uh it's to have you go way back so you know I'm about to bring it to you guys with some unorthodox methods and thoughts and ideas so let's get it going baby right what did you call him before
0: you popped on I said I say, he a basketball, a basketball purist. That's what he would like to. All know, right. Heard. So while we, while we have, uh, I mean, I mean, Gary, please, my
1: brother, you on the show. Um, off top, plug plug your socials off rip, where the people could follow you. And oh, yeah, I want you. Sure, and he called you. He called you a basketball peer. So I want you to give the people a spicy take off rip, or just a take, oh. whatever. Just be festering on your head. It could be all time. It could be this season. It could be playoffs. Just just give the people something caliente to get this started. A little advertisement. Got you.
2: Got you. Got you. So all right, first and foremost, my social. You can find me at Instagram underscore insta G, graham. All right, so it's insta underscore G, graham. Last name is Graham, like Graham crackers. So immediately, I hate these three-point shots, all right? They ruined the game of basketball. They ain't playing basketball anymore. Uh, I, haven't, I, haven't watched a bas- I haven't watched a real basketball game since April 13, 2016. I think that's what it was. R.I.P. <laughs> to the Mamba. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo. It's, it's been downhill since then, baby, but let's go. We're going to try and get it back. You know, West, Westbrook is the last straw to save the NBA. Is the last man playing with heart out there. You know what I'm saying? All these other guys want to do TikTok dances. And, you know what I'm saying? And do Nike commercials in the middle of the, the offseason and shit. Westbrook's doing this thing. So we're going.
0: Yeah, so that's what you could expect from him. <laughs> uh, he's not with none, he's not with none of the teaming up, none of that. He's uh he's stuck in the eighties. He, he might have been born in the eighties. We haven't confirmed. We've never seen the versus- <laughs> birth <laughs>
1: Well, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. before before we get into the before we get into the award show, man, we have the I had to tee my guy Raz up real quick because, like I said, we busy. We have a lot of things on um, to touch upon this week, so we might not have a um, you know a platform to to touch upon these things. But you know, Draft Season Podcast, we are not only a fantasy sports podcast. We also culture. We also cover everything in this culture. We are the culture. We cover like everything that's going on music, rap, you know, wrestling, whatever it is. We we cover it. Now, Raz, you are you know home team, you know fiends, Dreamville. All that, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? The, the new Cole album, my guy, you are one of the, you know, the most unapologetic Cole stands that I know. I mean, and, you know, we, we can talk about my relationship with, with with Cole as an artist because, I mean, we could get into it after that. It's not even important right now. But but Raz, uh, I haven't, like I said earlier, I haven't got a chance to listen to it. I haven't had the proper setting. Um, But, you know, just quick, quick thoughts on the, on the, on the Jermaine Cole LP. Um, the new the new bench um player for the Wakanda, what was it? Ro- <laughs> Wakanda.
0: Rwanda Rwanda, Rwanda <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um so I, I listened to it at midnight, of course, went to sleep. I made no no rash decisions on it. Woke up the next morning, bumped it again, and I'm like, cool, I'm fucking with it. Then I went to the whip. You know, the whip is where you really Very really important. gotta judge your music. And it's a pretty short album. You know, songs aren't too long on it. So I was able, I got caught in some Van Wick traffic. Those of you that know, the Van Wick traffic can add an extra 30 minutes to your trip. Enough time to finish the album. Um, I, it's, it's it's probably his second best album, his Ooh. third or fourth best project. So it moved ahead A Forest Hill Drive, For Your Eyes Only For Me. Like, it's, it's right after Born Sinner. As his best project, and I don't even know if it's just because mm. Born Center has the nostalgia for me of like when it came out and what niggas was doing at that time. But oh, cool. hold,
1: on. hold that thought, hold that thought because I feel like, and it's an interesting thought because I feel like, you know, and like I said, I, I haven't listened to the album yet, but yeah, and, and I get into my relationship with Cole in a sec. But you know, Born Center, if we're just talking replay value because we, we talk Cole King, get a lot of slander, and you know, we can talk about how I, I don't, it's funny because Cole is not that you know polarizing as a as a person as a as an artist but for some reason you know one of the intersection between you know the fandom and the actual music turned him into a polarizing figure so when we talk about Cole it's just like yeah Born Center, if we talk about his albums and and replay value and songs that you can bump in multiple settings and songs that still sound good over time, that's that's definitely the one. So you say nostalgia. I think nostalgia is definitely more for I mean um, Friday Lights and and Warm-Up. But yeah, Born Center, just for what it was, you know,
0: there's some some really good music on there. So yeah, so I put it right under Born Center, just with he got back to. I mean, he also, I also listened to his interview on the Kevin Durant podcast, so it kind of just gave perspective on, yeah, it was, he had a an hour and a half interview, I was also stuck in traffic, I bumped that, but, like, the interview where he's basically just, like, I got away from the hip-hop part of it, like, the bars, like, yeah, I was telling stories, and, like, my pen game got to a point where I could write a nine-minute song, like, on Four Years Only, and it tells a whole story, right, like, that's one of his best songs, but... He got away from that quick witted bars and like the sport of it. So he said he really locked himself in and he was just doing exercises like he was shooting jump shots, just writing on bars. So this song, he's talking these out. This album, he's talking to shit again, and he's still dropping bars on it. And I think just from a, a musical standpoint, it's gonna hold up a lot better than the other ones. And then when it gets in terms of the projects, like Friday Night Lights, like the nostalgia on that is crazy. So like Friday Night Lights, I you know it's hard to put anything above that because of just where you were when you heard Friday Night Lights. Um, the warm up, I think it might be better than the warm-up. So that's where I'm putting it at. Like, and I'm a huge warm up apologist. I think it's better than the warm up. So Oof. realistically, it's his, it's his third best project in my eyes. So um, I don't want it to, to cloud your judgment. Like you said, just go listen to that shit and listen to it like on your own. But he he gave up the production reins. So, you know, he got Timberland unproduced on the shit. He got a bunch of other people that's on it that kind of switched it up. Shout out to Jake um,
1: Jake, you know. yeah, Jake one's
0: on that. Shout out, shout out to G unit. Um, And then, you know, the features like 21 Savage, apparently him and 21 Savage is the duo that we never knew we needed. And then you have um little baby on there who actually slid on a verse too. So it was just like, all right, like he, he went in a different, I don't know if he went in a different direction, but he's just rapping again. And I think he he's more so letting niggas know that, okay, y'all might have, you know, with KOD and all that stuff. Like, I got so tired of giving myself to y'all and all those albums, because all those other albums was literally personal experiences, except for KOD and For Your Eyes Only. Like, he was rapping, just telling stories and yeah. those. Mm-hmm. And what people grew to fuck with colon was the personal experiences. So he brought back his personal experiences in this album, but he's just talking to shit. So it's a little different. So I think it's, I think it's a good listen. How about yeah, you, Gary? Sure. You, got, you got a take on that? <laughs> I don't know if you- Yeah, I
2: agree that with, yeah. yeah. with Raz, man. Like, uh, this is definitely what I've been looking for. Like, KOD and For Your, Life, Your Eyes Only, that wasn't necessarily... I didn't really think like he was necessarily being the person I fell in love with as an artist. Like, with Raz I love that he was kind of like, all right, I'm gonna spend my bar, so I'm gonna keep it about me as well. But like, KOD, I guess he was experimenting on that album, which was cool. Uh, for Your Eyes Only didn't make, kept me for so long. But overall, uh, this is definitely top three off the off the rip. So I'm gonna see how it goes. I keep playing it. I don't wanna like say this is finalized, but Born Center yeah. is still number yeah. one for me. Born sin, sin is legendary. Uh, that's that get played no matter what. I got like four or five songs in my day-to-day play- playlist i on Born Sinner, So that's the number one. But we're gonna see where this one goes, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, like but I said, well, the was- Amari song off the album, the Amari song off the album is five. But yeah, now nah, we'll we'll
1: get into we'll get into more cole stuff. And like I said, um he, <laughs> the funny thing in, with me and Cole about his music is and Raz, you can you can co-sign this because my my me actually like I was one of the I feel like I was early on Cole. So like when when yeah. shout out to my homie, shout out to my homie Jeremy. Um my homie Jeremy was the first one to put me on the call when warm-up dropped. And I remember it was the same time when when Wale dropped Attention Deficit. And at the time, Wale was one of the, he was one of the uppercomers He still was a blue chip young dude that, you know, that still had his whole career in front of him. Um, And, you know, after the Gaga song and all that, you know, and, you know, I was checking for that Wale album, I was, I was hyped for, you know, the Pretty Girl shit with, with Gaga and, and, and Gucci. And then I heard Beautiful Bliss and I was like, who the fuck was this nigga that just spit that? <laughs> yeah, and then Beautiful after that, Bliss versus Yeah, after, after that, after that, Cole was, Cole was my, from, you know, I think yeah. I might have been in ninth, 10th grade at that time. And Cole was my favorite rapper up until basically Born Center. So then what happens at that point, Raz, and like I said, you can co-sign this to me. People be like, oh, you're a Cole head. I'm like, bro, he was literally my favorite rapper at a point in my life. Yeah. And and yeah, after after Born Sinner, it just changed. But like I said, we're we going to get into the actual show. Um, I'll give you guys, check out my, 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 my follow my tweets for uh, my actual opinion on the album. Um, but Gary, I mean, we we got, you, you are our guest for
2: today. So. Where would you like to start, um, as we hop
1: into this award show, man? Pick,
2: pick a, pick a oh, category, man. any category. We're we gonna start. We're we gonna start, man. Like, we just wrap up the season, go into the awards, man. We just jump on that, you know. T- it's the playing games. I think the first game is about to tip off real soon. You yeah. know, we just jump in uh, where we left off in the NBA season.
1: Yeah, yeah, all right. right. So, yeah, we can, we can, we, let's 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 target that into MVP. Then let's start with MVP. So obviously, you know the the big. The big matchup that everybody's looking for. Lakers, you know, Lakers, Warriors, bronze, bronze first, Steph. You know, it's a it's a finals matchup, the marquee matchup that everybody wants to see in the playing game. So, um, Raz, we spoke about this at the beginning of the season. You know, those who, you know, resource room with the extra teacher while they were growing up. Not that great on logic. Those who believe Steph Curry still had something to prove coming into the season. (laughs) Me. You know, which was—I mean, I, like—I'm glad you're on the show, then, brother. Because yeah. I mean, the, the fact that he has something to prove this year—it was—it was always comical. And you know, comical is just the word to explain what he's been doing on the court this whole season. To be honest, um, just just taking it into into consideration, the numbers that he, what he's just doing. So Raz, uh, what what what's your current MVP ballot looking like? We we can start with you. Um, how how would you? Where where do all these guys? Um, how did the narrative? Because MVP is a heavily narrative discussion. So, um, you know, the early season MVP discussion is really stupid. Um, to me, I feel like we have to let get all the information you can and make the best educated guess towards the end of the season. Um, so Raz, we've seen a lot of, and we talk about this beforehand. The league has never seen more great players than there is right now. Um, you know, those guys who can't sniff an all NBA team, guys like you know Zach Levine um trey young uh, donovan mitchell guys who had amazing seasons who just don't even have a case to get on an all nba team um
0: but what was your read on on mvp and what's your ballot looking like Raz? take it away bro so my my ballot is as such um i think we we had like a good There was just so many so many good players to your point right and like this season was short shortened and, and truncated so a lot of that stuff played into it with availability of players. You know, COVID is still a thing, so you know people were missing games for that. You know, not really their fault. But you know, my ballot goes Julius Randle at five, um, Steph Curry at four. People, people are gonna you know get a little alarmed. CP three at three, mm. Embiid at two. Jokic as the MVP, and Jokic, I mean. Played all seventy-two games. <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know what else to do or say about it. He played every game. He showed up every night, and he was damn near getting triple doubles every night. I mean, he's no Westbrook, but like Jokic is what makes that team go. Um, there's slights at his defense. He played pretty average defense this year in comparison to his last couple of years, where he was just a kind of a turnstile. Um, then Jamal Murray goes out middle of the season, and the Nuggets keep on the same path. And I don't think that's been... Did not lose, did not miss, yeah, that's, literally. That's, that's, I don't did think not, that's been been talked about enough. Like, yeah, MPJ filled up and, you know, but like, you know, even with that, like they lost players in that, that's, that same stretch where it was just like, okay, cool. Will Barton's hurt now. Monte Morris is hurt now. Like they were still missing key parts of that team and they didn't miss a beat and Jokic kept them. Um top four seed, top five seed in, in the West. So I give it to Jokic. He played out of his mind this year.
1: What do you think about that, Gary? Um who, who how would you how would you set up an MVP ladder like that, man? <clears> That's
2: <throat> uh, number five for me. Number five for me. I give it to You know, I got I gotta work backwards. I gotta start top. I gotta to get number one to Jokic. Uh as Raz said. Uh number one, uh he played all season and he brought the team to the his team to the third seed in the West when his second best player went down. You know, like he's been consistent. He doesn't really have another true all star on his squad right now. You know, I love Maury, but he he wasn't an all star Cowboy player um this year. But Jokic still kept them relevant and he, they actually gained a few spots in the standings since um Mori went down. So um mm-hmm. it's hard mm-hmm. to dispute that. It's hard to it's, remember his most valuable player, you know what I'm saying? And um, you'll get stepped up, a uh, big man getting triple doubles, you know. He might end up the, with most triple doubles at the center uh by the time he's done with it with it all. So like he's killing it. Uh number two for me, uh the reason I'm giving this guy number two is because it's the same reason why I feel like Kobe got robbed in 06. Uh I'm giving Curry number two just because of the supporting cast and what you were dealt with. If Curry never made a top eight seed for me, I wouldn't have uh, validated the season for him. And coming into the season I said, Curry had to go off the season, because I know it would be a season without Durant, without uh, Thompson, he has to go off, you know, like 0-6 he had to go off, you know, like, look at this supporting guy, like, for me, like, Draymond's a solid, uh, maybe three or four, but not a number two option, you know, um, so Curry, he went off, he did what he had to do, he, he kept his team running, he kept the playoff. And the reason why I'm saying he deserves number uh, two is because I feel like Kobe should have become number one MVP in 06 because they had a crazy season where they just carried their squad in the night and night, Uh Number three, I got to go with MB. I know he got hurt, which is probably the reason why he's not number one or number two for me. I got to go with MB with that. Uh, so that's my top three. Uh, number four, Westbrook. I got to give to my man Westbrook. Uh, the season was slow. But if you see where they were, West one point it was Rook. four and... Russell Westbrook, baby. Well, at one point, it was there. You see a list, 17. you see a list. Go ahead. At uh, one point, it <laughs> was four and 17, bro. At one point, it was four and 17. And that was when he's, you know, he was coming off a little uh, nagged up injuries and stuff like that. But once he got the rhythm going, he turned it around. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, he brought them to that eight spot. Uh, this is the first hit to the playing seed. So for me, the eight spot is still a playoff spot uh, in the regular season. So, that's my number four. Number five, you can give to anybody of that, but uh, that's my four right there. So
1: I think right, let me let me retort to that because you know,
0: yeah, conversations
1: com- com- conversations we have on what what you said is something correct, and I I don't even mean to 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 like disagree with you at all because let's say I mean. We we can make the case. Steve, Steve Nash is, is one of the best point guards of all time. His season was he had a great way he did in those MVP seasons. If you want to poo-poo and act like he didn't deserve it, I'm not even gonna go there with you guys. We this it's it's literally a waste of my time. It was a if it was a great season. Kobe Kobe was in his peak. So if you want to make that argument, fine. I'm not gonna disrespect the dead. Yeah. However, I do I do believe um, you know, if if we're talking about, you know, that you know just floor, that floor improvement that Kobe did and just dragging, you know, uh, um, a, a lottery team, honestly. And, you know, because first of all, like Russ, the, the, the situation with Russ is the most similar to it because Russ Russ won the MVP. And what's will see where they that year. I believe they were, what are they sneak in? What sure was it, seven fit. or
2: eight? No, I think they Russ it. won
1: it. But all right, so here, here's the case. So I think even even with Steph, um, and, and we can check that, Raz. I forget what's on my head. Um, but, but yeah, man, I think they, they went two and seven without Steph. Um, and, and that, that stretch of game, those stretch of games he missed, uh, definitely plays a part. So if you just take take away those games, he missed, yeah. um, the Warriors basically had a 73, 73%, 73% winning percentage with Steph Curry in the lineup this season. Yeah. So when yeah. we talk about, and we're talking about with nobody around there. So especially in a shorter season, um, I think, I think right now a case like that to be, so for, for my, for my personal opinion, man, I'm not, and I'm not mad at Jokic at number one, but I, yeah. I, I think. And and even for Jokic, Jokic is my number two. I have Steph at number one. I think both of them just completed two legendary seasons. On Jokic alone, I think I think Jokic might have just had the greatest offensive season for a center of all time. Like like legitimately. I don't think you know I I, I don't think when we talk about his his responsibility on the offense, when we just talk I about
2: Sha- I think Shaq will kill you. For your, Shaq will come here just. To I don't to think you, no, but Shaq Shaq Sha- 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 If you want to make the
1: if you make the argument about dominance, okay. Fine. You know, nobody just has a physical force. Nobody could really stop Shaq, but Sta- Shaq's mere presence on the game it was different because Shaq wasn't, you know, he wasn't, it wasn't, you know, death by a million paper cuts and death. It's not, you know, that's the saying, but it's death by a million layups. When you watch the, when you watch the Nuggets, it's either, it's either somebody's streaking to the basket, yoga's know, diamond up somebody else or it's a, a wide open corner three to one of their shooters, uh, Michael Porter Jr. or whoever it is. And, you know, once again, Raz also shout out to just shout out to the, to the Nuggets drafting, man. Shout out to all those guys. Like, they, they just grabbed these guys out of nowhere, man. Like, I, I'm like, I forgot they had Marcus Howard for a second. And I'm watching him the other day. I'm just like, damn, he's out there balling, just hitting shots. Um, So, yeah, man, like, and to go on Steph, man, 66% true shooting percentage. Um, And, you know, Steph is just, when we just talk about the efficiency as a shooter, like, not, nothing is literally ever, nobody's ever put up, you know, efficiency at that level. Um, considering the three point, we just know how Steph broke it. And, and I mean you hate the three-point shot, but you know, three, three is more than two. And just the way Steph bends the defense is unlike anything. Like, and I think that's the most interesting thing as we talk about the playing game with LeBron and and uh or Warriors against the Lakers. Uh LeBron has an idea of how you need to bottle up Curry. So I think especially in a in a shorter sample, you know, it's gonna be something to watch. Um, even even stepping um with Steph and we talk about like Steve Kerr, it's always it's always bemoaned about you know, the Steve Curtis is not putting the ball in Steph Curry's hands enough. Um, and this is why when you look at the numbers, um, shout out, uh, shout out B ball index tools, uh, for these, uh, courtesy of these stats, um, 98% out as a pick and roll ball handler. So that just means put the ball in Steph Curry's hands. Amazing things are going to happen. Um, and even using last year against him he played 5 years last year so like using last year as a reason for like Steph not being able to use or carry a team you know it, it just didn't add up even the last 24 games of the season especially after he came back from the from a tailbone injury 49% field goal percentage 44% from 3 uh what was that six boards five assists 30 oh my god what was that 14 threes a game you know Steph Curry is is my MVP if you want to put Jokic I'm with you right there Jokic is amazing um, Embiid is my three. Um, we, we talk about Embiid, and I think if you talk about one of the most important improvements from, from last year to this year, um, and just how it opened up so much for that Sixers team. But and and we talk about it the same way with Julius Randle, but Embiid going from I believe he was around like 32 33% as a shooter, um, last season or the last couple seasons, and he's sitting at like a clean 38 30, 30 half, 38 and a half 39% from three. And it just really opened up the entire offense. Um, a lot was made about, and I remember we had conversations and people made conversations about and Embiid and Ben Simmons play together. Um, and to me, from my point of view, it was always more about what w- what wasn't around them um, as opposed to, you know, a fit between those two being imperfect. Um, but yeah, man, Embiid's, Embiid's level um, of defense, and we, we know he's one of the best rim protectors in the league. And I even think, um, he's taking a step up this season, defending in space when you when you really ask him to do that. And it's not something that Philly really mm-hmm. asks him. Um, but on those on those plays when he does have to do that, um, he's looked much more comfortable and and fluid in those uh, mouse in the house um, type of situations. So I think even um, and for for Giannis for me, um, I wanted to put Giannis there because I just feel like at this point, you know, we uh, the media M- NBA basketball media is a very fickle space. It's very what have you done for me lately? um I don't feel like anybody. We can talk about the playoffs um but this is a this is a regular season of war so it has nothing to do with the playoffs. Um we know the we know the level of play. Giannis has established um throughout his career as just, you know, nobody talks about Giannis just being one of the best, you know, weak-side rim, protect- rim protectors in the league. Like he's 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 literally a menace um and 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 just a, a deterrent uh, straight on defense. Like it has to be it, it has to be, you know, impossible to be comfortable with Giannis on the on the floor, and you're trying to get to the basket, and you know he's coming to you from the side when you have that type of left and ability to cover, yeah. Um, you know, small space with with just a couple steps. So, um, I gotta put Giannis, man. I think, I think he's improved, I think he's taking a step, um, as as a scorer this season. Um, you know, people, it may not be you know, monumental or, or colossal that, um, you know, ginormous step that people want to see from Giannis, but I do think he's he, he took he took a step up, you know, it might not have been a, a complete leap. Um, when, we're, we're possibly not talking. Um, like Julius Randle level of of you know improvement just as a shooter, um, because if Giannis pulls up shooting like thirty nine percent of three, just like just cancel the NBA season, like just, just cancel the NBA season. Like if he does that, if he if Giannis <laughs> comes back next season shooting like thirty nine percent of three, it's just over. Um, and and my number five is is going to be Luka Doncic. Yeah. I actually think um for for Luka, man, I think his he had a little he had a sluggish this season shooting. Which I feel like uh, people kind of tacked him for a little bit um, coming out, but I feel like this five star could go to anybody between uh, CB three um, and and um, forget it. Who's else I'm forgetting? But um, yeah, definitely, definitely between those those three and, and Julius Randle. Pardon me. So I think yeah, and, and Luca. Like I said, I think um, the early season slump on his shooting um, it it ended up his shooting percentage ended up leaving at about thirty five percent towards um at the end of the season after everything stabilized and he had a shooting slump towards the beginning but you know luca is just um his impact on the on a game and his impact on possessions is just one of the highest and i also think he's taking improvement as a as a actual defender um particularly when it when it comes to guarding some of those smaller guys as well so yeah man i think i think mvp this season is definitely um and these conversations particularly you know the more the more as the talent level increases it's just becoming more obvious to me, and and it's also been the case as well. I think about it, you know. Shout to it's funny because everybody hates Chris Weber as an announcer, as and I personally like. I, I don't that nigga I, stinks. He I, I he's not, <laughs> I think I think Reggie Miller is much worse.
0: Than, than no, Chris Reggie Miller is just as bad, but no, I think is. he's. I think Reggie
1: Miller is much worse than than Chris Weber. I like, I, and, and you know, it's funny. I don't think Chris Weber's a bad. You know, I, I think he's better in studio than he is on play by play. I don't. I think actually, like before, before I think it was before Inside um, hired Shaq. They used to have they used to have him as the fourth man. Yeah, yeah, and he, had he had great chemistry with those guys. Yeah, great chemistry with those guys. So I, I don't know, but and but my my, my further point uh, regarding Chris Webber was, you know, we talk about if you if we go back to that early two thousands um, era, um, and you know, you really talk about the golden era of power forwards. You talk about Tim Duncan, this prime, whatever you want to power forward center, whatever KG. You talk about Dirk. You talk about Chris mm-hmm. Webber. You know, it's possible for that to be multiple, you know, I'm not going to say generational talents, but literally a Hall of Fame and all-time talents at once uh, playing. And, you know, for what people say about the NBA and, you know, the products sucking in, you know, a lot of people will make those points about about this season being trash. And I, I know what they're saying. Some of the defense can, you know, some of the... My, my thing with the nba is more everybody plays the same style i appreciate different styles and like i said it's, yeah. the, it's the same way styles make fight in boxing having different type of teams that's why i appreciate watching the grizzlies right because they play a different style of basketball than than basically mo- many other teams in the league so you see how that actually style compares to other teams when they do it so yeah man that's just my final point about the nba we see this right now mm-hmm. um steph to mb these guys all have mp arguments that i'm not i'll need to scoff at it at any point so um I think real, real quick, Raz. We get into what would your first team All NBA look like? Um, as I feel like it would, it's going to mirror MVP a little bit. So,
0: um, yeah. So first team All NBA. First of all, they tried to switch up the damn um, the positioning, whatever, to get Embiid and Jokic on there once. Embiid just played like three minutes at the power forward. So. Yep. Disclaimer, he's not gonna be on my first team list. He's not a um, he's not a forward. He's not a forward. No. So I went Steph, uh, Giannis, Luca, Jokic, and then for that fifth spot where you know I may get some hate mail for I did go Chris Paul. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Nah, I, but, that, <laughs> but that, but that mirrors my my MVP stuff too. So it's just like
1: yeah, nah, I'm not in the, the Chris Paul thing, and oh you know, like son. I, like I said,
0: shout I out like, friend of the show ezel
1: with his I, uh, Yogi and B, Steph CP3. Nah, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. Man. Um, but Raz, just talk about CP3 mm-hmm. for a moment. Um, because yep. yeah, like I'm not, I'm not mad at it. Um, we could talk about this Suns team, and this this Suns team is just you know shout out to James Johnson you talk about executive of the year he for what he did
0: James Jones James Jones James,
1: yeah James Johnson probably. James Jones NBA champion James Jones I was I was actually yeah. I was it's funny cuz I seen James Johnson tagged on something on IG the um the MMA legend James Johnson but but back to James Jones yeah he did a he did an amazing job building that team so when we when, when you talk about you know roster construction and that particularly like I had a I struggled with CB3 cuz I think CB3 CB3's impact on that team was was very high my only I think and in a, in a way he was the perfect level for that team but that team had the starter kit ready to go if we're yeah, being realistic and the, sure. thing with, the thing with bad teams is nobody likes to admit these things before it's in our face so like yeah CP3 was was the perfect piece to, to really capitalize on that on what the Suns had but there, I feel like it's also like, you know, there's other comparable point guards who they might not have been available at the time, but, you know, other guys who, and maybe they're not the one or two seed in the, in the West with the point guard. But I do think when you talk about everything else outside of CP3, all the pieces were ready for CP3 to take over. So I do think overall the team deserves the team, the roster, Devin Booker as well. Um, Aiden, uh, we know he's, a um, you know, one of the most talented centers. And the, the role players are amazing. And Raz, one thing, one thing I took away from this team and, we we talk about we talk about wings and the, the Suns wing wing core and wing depth is, is so important to it was super crucial to why they matched up well with so many teams during the regular season night by night. But you know, putting out being able to put out defenders who can defend at an NBA level and also shoot. Everybody they're putting out there can shoot the basketball. Yeah. And
0: and I think not even to cut you off, this is the wing depth that I was talking about Chris Paul needing when he was in um L.A. make
1: up for it, yeah. Yeah, yep.
0: like the Clippers never had a two or a three that was able to go out. Like, they had J.J. Redick. They had, like, Jamal Crawford. They had a bunch of spell guys. Like, mm-hmm. But those niggas can only give you about 20 minutes a nah, game yeah. and a, to, be, to be effective. Like, Jamal Crawford and J.J. Redick are also not playing defense. Then they would start bringing in people who were holding on, you know, Paul Pierce, Matt Barnes, things like that. So, like, that was what they – yeah, they had talent. They had Blake and that DeAndre, nope. but they never – NBA is always and will always be a point guard in a wing league. Like at this point, like you need elite wings to do to that can guard two to four. Like you need it. So they didn't yep. have that. So when you when you throw him out there with a Devin Booker, uh, a utility knife like Mikael Bridges, then you know veterans. Shout like, out
1: to Cam Johnson, man. Cam Johnson's yeah, turned. Johnson, Cam Johnson. Just, too. A, just a, a fire, a flamethrower, and like the def- like defensively, he's he's just, he's just solid, man. And like even even like known irritant Jay Crowder, like. And Jay like Collier, even, yeah, Nick's special legend, Knicks, Knicks, Knicks legend Langston Galloway. Like every time I put on the Suns game, I feel like Langston Galloway just like made like three of his last four shots. I know um mm-hmm. two things, and we, we, we like we also got campaign too. Can't,
0: campaign out there playing, backup point guard minutes.
1: Great. Like and even shout out to shout out to Mary State man. Like shout out to like just shout out to the shout out to the factory man. They they deserve a shout out one time. And yeah, yeah like he's looking like he's looking like he back in college man and. Like even, I think he's even improved defensively as well, and and you know, so I think I think that Suns team, you know, James Jones deserves a lot of credit for that. Shout out to Monty Williams as well; did a great coaching coaching job for that. Um, my first team, uh, the difference for that, Raz, uh, I went Steph, Luka, Giannis, Dame, Jokic. Um, I think, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't get, I couldn't get Embiid in in my top one. Um, for for Dame, you know, I feel like Dame had a, had an amazing season on the low. Only, only real blip on on Dame's season was really April, um, and he closed the season out with an amazing May. But I think April was really the only thing. But I, I feel like you know, once you reach a certain level, you start to get taken for granted. So I definitely think what, what Dame did this season, you know, deserves a lot of credit for for just that level of play that he's kept up. Um, I, I'll run my second team Raz, and you can go after. Um, uh, my second team, I got Embiid at the center, um, Julius Randle at my four. I got Kawhi as uh my one of my forwards um Chris Paul as my second team and I feel like this one might be a little spicy for for some but the more I thought about it the deeper I looked into the numbers I just don't think I think I I, and I'm not even somebody who's been a huge fan but I, I think we're kind of underrating the season that he just had because it's not fun to say nice things about this man just currently but I have Kyrie Irving as my second team guard Um, I think, I think Kyrie, you know, I think there is, we talk about, it's the, it's the theory with the Warriors, how, you know, prime, a prime Steph and prime KD on the same team cannibalized each other. And they didn't really become a, you know, they, they took themselves out of the MVP discussion despite having some of their best seasons during those years. Now Kyrie, uh, he played, I I think he played 75% of the Nets game, Mets, Nets games this season. Um most of those minutes were without KD and, and Harden. Um, uh, both of those guys were about 30, 30 games played this season, 30, 34, 35, I think, with the Nets. Um, so when you look at what Kyrie did 50, 40, 90, um, I think you know, especially with Kyrie and somebody I've been I've been a big um I've been critical about Kyrie his his full season campaigns. Um, we know we, we know how we know in the playoff series what Kyrie can do. We know. We um, you know, if there's just anybody in the NBA, you need to get you a bucket. Kyrie's on that short list, um, or just a couple guys that you know, just that, uh, what he can do. But I think this was his best individual season for what he did. Um, I, I think, um, just the high level scoring, um, and like I said, the 50 49, the the efficiency. So I just think this was Kyrie's best season, um, as a, as a, as a pure just, you know, scoring threat. So I think, uh, I wasn't going to be able to get Harden or, kd on my all nba so i do think the nets ran through the nba um honestly with with one like honestly with a couple of those guys on the court at at once so i do think one of those guys deserves to be um you know awarded with uh all nba uh honor so i definitely i definitely I, i think you know i think i think i think Kyrie got in there man so uh raz what's your what's your second team look like bro
0: second team is dame um jimmy butler Kawhi, um LaRandle, and M B. So I guess the difference there is the Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Um, I just think Jimmy Butler Jimmy had, a good had a season. Jimmy had a great like, season, bro. He had one of the like, most Yeah, one
1: of the more underrated years.
0: So I mean, yeah, I mean it flew under the radar because he they he was I think he had COVID for a couple of months, basically at that, like he was out bad mm-hmm. for a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, that team wasn't really ever healthy this year either. Um, Mm -hmm. they traded for Oladipo. You saw how that went. So, I mean, it's that, that, I I like Jimmy, I like what Jimmy Butler did for that team. He got them there. A six seed was battling back and forth with the Hawks and and the Knicks for the four and five. So, I mean, I think he did, he did enough to, to get that. I do like Kyrie's, um, you know, I wouldn't be mad at putting Kyrie on my, my second team. 50, 40, 90 is ridiculous. Whenever you do do it. Um, but yeah, that I'll save everything else for the third team. All right, hit, hit the third team real quick. And well, um, I mean, Gary, give us your second team if
2: you're back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, for a second team, our first team is uh, for the most part, I think we all have Giannis, Jokic, uh, Curry, and I had um, Dame and Leonard on my first team. Okay, so for my second team, my second team, I have Luca, my man, Westbrook. Uh, Paul George and B and Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So um, I know so I know Westbrook the is difference. the one that people will debate. <laughs> the Westbrook I is the one that people will debate, but my God, like I said he had a strong second half of the season where, like, you know, when uh, Beal battling injuries, Westbrook stepped up. You know, like you see his numbers when he a triple double. He's not just getting the the stats; he's getting the wins also when he does get a triple double. Um, as I said, at one point the Wizards. are so I got the Klu. Yeah, he might be on Klu. Uh, uh, right back to the A spot, and now they're playing game later today.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not mad at the Russ man. I, I feel like an extra. Like Russ, Russ came on strong at the end. Um, so for all NBA, it's gonna be rough for him to get there because I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to like shoot guys down. Um, that had a better full season, you know. So it's gonna be rough for me to get uh, Russin in my third team, but uh, but Raz, what's your third team look like?
0: My third team: Kyrie, Jim Harden, Paul George, LeBron, and Rudy Gobert.
1: My third team is Jimmy Butler, Paul George, LeBron, Jason Tatum, and Rudy Gobert. I had to, I, I, you know, Jason Tatum, yo, he, he's arrived, man. I can't. I've been watching a lot of him lately, man, and just the Celtics have sucked down the stretch. But Jason Tatum was phenomenal during those games. I'm not. I'm not really gonna put him on that. I just think, you know, his his 50 point game he had against um, in 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 Boston against the Timberwolves. I can't get that game out of my. And I, I guess it's not hard to go. I mean, put points up against the Timberwolves, but it, I just can't get that game out of my head when I think about Tatum. I think, you know, and, and he's an, he's another one. Um, his assists this year have has has improved for the third straight season. You know, great sign for for a young guy um that's the type of improvement you want to see from him um and I think also his his defense is just underrated for for what he does and I think that's why I gave him that last spot on the third team was the most difficult decision for me I went I could I could easily the four if we made a fourth team all NBA that shit would be difficult also um so like staying there the last spot on the third team was for me, it was between Jason Tatum, Bradley Bill, and and Zion. I really wanted Zion in there. Well, Zion has the production of an all-NBA player. I think the impact is just lagging um slightly behind the production, but the production is out of here. Um, some of the production is also, you know, roster around him. But you know, I think Zion's gonna make a lot of all NBA teams in his future. So I just think he's still literally scratching the surface. So it's gonna be pretty hard for me. Um. Also, honorable mentions that I didn't get to put on my team. Harden, you know, that man, that man was was partying with little baby for like three weeks to start the season. I really can't put him on All NBA. Um, that and like when you like that, I can I can I can look past that. But he also missed a bunch of time, so that kind of just disqualified him. But you know, Harden when he was on the court, he was first tall, he was first team All NBA. So not not much really changed with with the beard. Uh KD as well. KD played 34 games. KD first team all podcasting this year for sure. Uh, Get that man, his give that man, give that man his flowers. Um that man is on <laughs> one of the craziest media tours I have seen. Um just so it's a all around internet juggernaut, man. KD yeah. KD is a literally like a Port. KD yeah, KD is literally Katie <laughs> Herman of the NBA, dog. You know, appreciate a legend when he's in the well, in yeah. the flesh. Um also honorable mention on um all NBA, Donovan Mitchell, man, um, my guy, my guy, Spider, man, um, I, I, that's my that's my guy. I, I feel like Spider is still underrated for what he does. Um, oh, nah, bro, he's not. He's not gonna he, get the bro. He's dead. properly rated. I don't. I, I mean, <laughs> he's properly rated. I don't. I don't think he's. I mean, is he though? Like, I really, I feel like, but I see a lot of might be overrated. Hot take. Nah, I don't think he's. I don't think no, he's. <laughs> All right, so my, my theory, my theory on my theory on everything and because, you know, the spectrum of value, it's a, it's a tug and pull situation. As soon as you're underrated, you know, as soon as the as soon as the public sees you as consensusly underrated, you're overrated. If everybody thinks you're overrated, you're actually underrated. That's just the way it works, because the hate goes too far. And you know sometimes the BJ's go too far as well. No Brandon Jennings on that, but like just just speaking on it, I think mm-hmm. I think it, I think it's just hard. Like I I think Mitchell, but bro, he just the, the Jazz are not a fluke. I mean, all right, all right let's let's say it, let's say they lose in the first round. Let's say they lose in the first round. I'm not gonna like I, would I be surprised? No, but they they're not a fluke, bro. I said Raz, did I, I said I said it on the on the previous show on the Western Conference? That's exactly what happened. I said, bro, that team is ready to go. And they were the number one seed. Those are exactly my words. I said, I say, Quinn Cook. I mean, Quinn Snyder, pardon me, you know, one of the best coaches in the league. That man is a that man is a, a genie when it comes yeah. to out plays. That man, that man literally be in his bag with the with the out of timeout plays. One of my favorite coaches. Also, he'd be Ferragamo'd out with the with the uh Garmo dripped with the belt. So he'd be on the sidelines, dripped out, also got respect. <laughs> and he also looks like a like a villain in like an 80s horror movie. So shout out to Quinn Snyder. That's just my guy. But but yeah, man, yo, I you. The second the second best, and I feel like he had an argument as the most impactful player on that team during the regular season before before the last stretch and he got hurt. So I mean, I, I I feel like, you know, maybe in in the NBA circles, actual NBA circles, you know, you know, Mitchell's well respected, properly respected. But on NBA Twitter, I definitely think it's a lot of slander and and people call him an inefficient shot chugger. Like that's the label people try to throw on him. And like that that label on mitchell literally makes no sense if you know anything about his prospect pedigree at louisville he was not one of these guys who was just giving the ball and say hey man you know you were a top five mcdonald's recruit go take all the shots you want he was a three and d guy for for two years <laughs> so yeah. to call him an inefficient shot checker i'm like nah bro like that's a that's a guy who impacts winning on both sides um and there's not too many guys that even if you're not an elite defender um i'm still on there but yeah um Sabonis also deserves some honorable mention. All NBA love. Uh, Benjamin Simmons also deserves some honorable NBA or NBA teams. Um, definitely all all defense. But um, to finish that off, I'm gonna go Drew Holiday, Devin Booker, Trey, Chris Middleton, Zach Levine. Um, you know, just a just a loaded squad. Yeah. Um, but Raz, uh, where do you want to go next? We can we could, we could pivot whatever mm-hmm. right
0: now. Oh, man, we can get into. 6 minute of the year. I
1: don't got better. Go
0: ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no banner for 6 minute of the year. All right, mm. So I got uh <laughs> I think I think if, I think it's going to go to Jordan Clarkson. Um for someone who is a chuck, that man is definitely a chuck, but he gets that man is a chuck. He, then he gets the shots off uh, with such frequency off the bench. Um but uh. he he's been balling this year, so I think I think you know on the best team in the league, uh, leading that bench mob, obviously in scoring, I think he he gets it. Um, my second pick for six men will be Miles Bridges, um, a little a little left field. Um, mm, how many? I final? don't know how many. Uh, he started half the season. I'm not mad at it though. Yeah, I'm not mad at it though.
1: I think Miles Bridges. But, but it just depends. Like field. I
0: know it was when
1: when when Melo got hurt, they started bringing him.
0: Yeah. So I mean, struck, but yeah. I mean, he might be, you know, in that most improved kind of conversation, too. There's just a lot of people who really put on this year. But, like, he, he's, like, rounding out his game as an NBA player. He's not. Like, yeah, he, he has the highlight dunks, but he's rebounding well. He's shooting it well. His passing, man. His he's passing. Pa- he's passing. His passing has been
1: underrated since Michigan State. Like, that's always yeah. been – I've always been intrigued by his secondary, you know, playmaking facility. And, you know – I, I mean, I said it. I said it before the season about Charlotte as well when we talked about them. But shout out to MJ. He did a great job. Him and him and um, uh, Mitch Kupchak did a great job drafting and like all those guys are versatile and have like they're yeah. they're well skilled. They all you know they're not one trick ponies. You talk about. Um PJ Renner, Washington. P. J. Washington you, yeah. yeah, you talk, you talk, you, talk <laughs> you talk about you talk about even, you know, shout out to um
0: I mean, even the Zella brother they got is playing bold at this point. Everybody...
1: you know, Jalen, Jalen McDaniels, like all those guys definitely had um definitely, you know, good development, you know, just from where they took him. Even Devontae Graham for where he took him. Um, I think I think and what the you fuck know, happened to Gordon Haywood. He was just hurt, he's been hurt this whole time. Yeah, he's been hurt the whole time.
0: I forgot all about him. Like, they're running like a point guard. And he, and was, having a, point guard
1: set. he was having a great season before.
0: Yeah. Before that. got hurt. Um, but, um, next on my list would be uh, Joe Ingles. And that it kind of stinks because he's on the same team as Clarkson. So, that kind of just cannibalized some of the impact that he's had on that team. But Ing- Ingles runs the point for that squad. <laughs> like, that bench squad, he, he spells a lot of the point guard minutes. Ingles like, is probably
1: more important. For, Ingles is more important for that team than Clarkson. Like it's not that's not even like an argument. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Like from a basketball sense, like if you're yeah. a coach, like yeah, Ingles yeah. is way more important for that team, but Clarkson gets the buckets. So like that's just how it was gonna go. People are people are for for points point total. So yeah, Clarkson probably Clarkson yeah. will probably win. I think, and he's been he was amazing
1: for I want to say like like 70%, seventy percent, 75 percent of the season, and then yeah. that last stretch he was just really stinky. Um, and his shot, that's when the chucking came back to really haunt him in the second season. But I'm not mad at. Um him or honestly, I, I do feel like D Rose has a very strong argument for this.
0: Yeah, uh, D Rose is definitely next on the list. He's like the, the
1: what he when go ahead. I think yeah, we I think we talk about just what that trade did and, and how that trade really you know allowed the Knicks to hit their stride in the second half. That trade definitely was a crucial part of that. And so I, I definitely think um at least at least just for how important that was for the team, the second half of Derek Rose definitely has a good argument. But um, let's let's get into let's get into the all defense team real quick. So I feel like or or depoy. So Raz, um, we talk about defensive player of the year, and it's a, it's an interesting conversation. We talk about we talk about um, the Stifle Tower with with Rudy Gobert and yeah. his impact defensively is, you know, it's definitely it's it's unmatched by most centers in the league is is my description um the more perimeter based the game is the more you know the more you can neutralize him for one you know it, it's funny cuz like even even to go back um to just speak about Gobert but one of his 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 two worst matchups in the league are are Nikola Jokic and, and Carl Towns both of those guys and why why is that let's let's talk about it because both of those guys drag him away from the basket both of those guys are skilled and and really make him defend in a way that most other big men really don't put pressure on, on, on Gobert like that. So when we really talk about, you know, his overall impact and I, I do think he deserves a lot of credit because when I think about that jazz team, it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily chocked full of, you know, Plus defenders, I would say. There are there there are a lot of they're guys who who can defend within the scheme and within what the context of they're actually doing defense. Um and and Ingles is a Ingles is the adequate defender. Um even guys like I think for a guard, Conley is a Conley's probably like a Conley's probably above average as a guard defender. But none of those guys are just like game changers like um Gobert. So for defensive player of the year, Raz, who who do you have? Who do you think has been the most impactful defender? And like I said, I think he's definitely a first-team all-defense, but I think there are other arguments for who was the most impactful defending this season.
0: I mean, I'm going to give it to Rudy, and it sucks because that it would be his, what, third year in a row? Yeah. Right? Yeah. For, like, defensive player of the year. But if we're going, like, just the first team, for first team, uh, go Drew Holiday, um, Ben Simmons, Mikael Bridges. Giannis and, and Gobert. Oh, no Jimmy. Time? Uh not Jimmy on this one. No. Say that one I, more time. Run the team. Rudy, Rudy Gobert. Giannis. Ben Simmons. Drew Holiday. Mikael Bridges. So my first my
1: first team was was Drew Holiday. Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, Draymond Green, and Gobert. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think. The Warriors had a top five defense this season. It was it was around that area. What's your it was,
0: area.
1: It was around that area. So you know you can you can make arguments, and you know Draymond is just one of those guys. We we don't use points per game to 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 analyze what he's doing on the court. It's just, it's a it's a fool's errand. And you know we we talk about and you know I heard the discussion. We talk about um Ben Wallace getting inducted to the all um into the um, to the Hall of Fame. And you have some be like, oh, he averaged five points, you know, that's not a that's not a Hall of Famer. But, you know, and I do think the rest of those Pistons have, you know, much stronger arguments than than they're giving credit. So it I, I do think guys, like, you know, if re, I think Rasheed Wallace was just a better player than than Ben Wallace straight up. So if Ben Wallace is a Hall of Famer, Rasheed needs to be one too. So you make that argument for for Chauncey Bill Yeah, but as well.
2: um was Rasheed top five top forward. Really, I. I th- like, you mentioned it earlier. For, no, for, no, for no, a moment,
1: no, no. for a moment, yes. For a moment, yes. Yeah, those, those bla-
2: yeah. blazer yeah, but, sheet, but yeah, like yeah, I said know, earlier. What we we'll talking
1: about? Go ahead. Not, no no, no, no. but I let you finish. But like, like we talked about earlier, when there's multiple other all-time talents in the league at once. Like Rasheed was top five, but Rasheed was like, yeah, the top five was KG, Duncan, and and all those guys. So he was up there for sure. He was one of the like Rasheed the the NBA right now was made for a guy like Rasheed Wallace. Like Rasheed Wallace right now, I'm not I'm not like Rasheed Wallace could probably be a number one on like a, a on a on a like a top three seed easily. Right now, with the yeah. right pieces around them, you talk about how like even even Boston Sheet was was fucking nasty, bro.
2: Defensively. No, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not. Saying, no, 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 like, no. I'm saying. I'm saying. Yeah.
1: Hall, Hall of Famer for sure. But
2: yeah, go ahead. Mm. Now, what I'm saying though, when you're comparing, like, you can't necessarily. Yeah, he was definitely better as a player than Ben Wallace, but during that time, Ben Wallace, like, what well, back to back to back like defense player of the year. Like, you know, what I'm saying grabbing boards and. You know, obviously at one point they're a teammate so like you saw what happened in the 4 team but you could say Ben Wallace at one point was top three center for a period of time you know what I'm saying in the league and I think, then Rasheed, I think, but
1: now yeah I think, I think i sheed bro like she was definitely like the problem the problem with sheed wasn't really his his play because she Wallace performed that at one of the best at a crazy level the media just really wasn't on Sheet's side. That's kind of why he got she's kind of shot yeah. luck on all this. The media really wasn't, you know, if he played now, they probably would look at it a little different. Yeah. But you know, a lot but of yeah, media like Rashid like between between that and like referees, Rashid had a had a really yeah. he had a bad image on sure. the league. So yeah. I think that plays more of a part in in why guys might not put him in that conversation. Yeah.
2: But, and they definitely wasn't getting much looks when you got Duncan starting, you got KG coming off, you yeah. got Chris Web. So he, he, was like, not, he was definitely like the afterthought. but the like, mar- mar- He was
1: not marketable. He was not marketable exactly, before, exactly. for all those stuff. So, so
2: like, like I even remember back then, you used to like Ben Wallace's throw out like in the video game. Like, everyone was like, yo, yeah, like Ben Wallace, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Ben Wallace had an image, so... Well, that nigga um, was
0: wearing yeah. headbands around his arms. Yeah. That's how brolic you know, he was. That's
2: what I'm saying. Like, he had an image, but uh, I definitely get it. Like, G was dope. Um, but in the sense of like, Hall of Fame, that was the conversation we have. And like, in the Hall of Fame, you got to stack up against position, right? That's usually what they do. Like, was he elite top forward um was he a elite center you know like dennis rodman like there's certain guys that's not in the hall of fame but dennis rodman is you know what i'm saying but i think but like, like, like but, but but
1: i think yeah you're you're right i think i think defensively rasheed like i think defensively like he's being underrated he's he was a yeah. big part of why that like like ben wallace was a part was was a major impact and but rasheed was the missing piece that kind of yeah. just took them over the top when they got when they traded for sheed so you know, I think his defense is underrated. You know, mm-hmm. if he played in the NBA now, we're talking about Rasheed Wallace was a career 30, yeah. 34% three-point shooter, you know, and he probably he's probably taking even more threes now. And and like in this point in his career, if he played in the modern NBA. So I think, you know, a modern floor-protecting big who can space the floor, you know, if that guy yeah. played in the modern NBA, his his career
0: would be appreciated
1: much more. But Raz, what was your, what was your second team all defense look like?
0: uh Joel Draymond OG Jimmy Butler and Matisse my second team
1: all NBA I got I got Embiid Miles Turner shout out to okay. Miles
0: Turner
1: uh yeah I got uh Matisse Thybul um I got my Zo Lucas Dort in there I had to I had to show love man um that that spot between now nah, that spot between Dort um Bridges and OG Ananobi that was kind of where I was Going before, but those guys are all amazing. I'm not really losing sleep over over any of those guys. Those guys are all, um, all NBA level defenders. And my final guard defender is going to be Dejounte Murray. I just think, um, the Spurs had a really you know underrated season. Um, not a sexy story at all by any means. But it you never talk about been. never have been, never have been. But you just talk about one of the biggest perimeter pests in the league. Um, you know, I feel like when we when we talk about, and I, I said it earlier. You know, everybody knows how good of a perimeter defender Drew Holiday is, but I think Deontay Murray has that level in him just as a defender. So I think as, you know, like, as Drew ages out, you know, in these next couple years um, out of his defensive prime, I think somebody like Deontay Murray is going to take that step of, you know, just that person that, you know, isn't looked at as, you know, one of the best defenders in the league or, or one of those marketable stars, but yeah. just somebody who who's one of the best defenders, um, you know, in the league. And I think... As far as Depoy go, I think I think Draymond and, and I think Draymond, Jimmy Butler, and, and Ben Simmons have a better case individually than than Rudy Gobert for this year. Um, that's, but I'm really
0: that's yeah, I'm not I'm not upset, nah, I, bro. I, I,
1: yeah, yeah, I think I think all those guys had had ridiculous um defensive seasons in their own right. So I think we can
0: we can move think, on. Well, to, we do have to to give Nerlens Noel a shout out. For his, oh, his for sure. Mention, oh, like, because, yes, yes, yeah, because yes, yes. he's a. Uh, just on the defensive side, in the 23 minutes a game he plays, he's blocked. He's leading the second in the league in blocks, and he's also getting over, I think, two steals a game too. So, I mean, shout out to him. Tibbs is running him into the ground, but that's what we like to see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what you want? What you want to jump into next? Most
1: improved? I think for this, or nah, rugby's. we can. We can. Um, y'all can take it away on most improved. I don't have much for that. What you I mean, I feel like. I mean, we we. I think the in this. Awesome.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, yeah,
1: okay. most
0: improved should should go out to who's, uh, to who's Julius most Randall.
1: improved non-Julius Randle, if you want to go over there.
0: Okay, um, probably Michael Porter Jr. or, or Jalen Brown. I,
1: I would like to show some love to um, Christian Wood. I believe he just yeah. got lost. I think he kind of yeah. just got lost on a on a shitty Rockets team. But I do think, you know, not a great defender, but I just think. You know, his injury kind of spurred a lot of the momentum he had early, but I not, not to win it, but I do believe he deserves to be um in, in the top, you know, three, four, however you want to look at it on your panel Um Jeremy Grant as well. Um, I think he also deserves some some love, but I don't think either of those guys really have a, a stronger argument than yeah. than than Randall's. Um so I think that that's a quick one. Let's get into which I believe is, you know, one of the more fascinating conversations to have. And you know, Draft season Podcast, we love talking about who got next. We love talking about the next stars of the league. Um, you know, we bring you. Be on the lookout for all of our um, 2021 NBA draft coverage coming soon. Um, um, in the books coming for y'all. But getting into these rookies, man. Um, like I said, Raz, we we cover we cover these guys coming into the league. You know, these are my exact words. You know, a lot of people were just poo-pooing. Um, it was a lot of fatigue with this class because of the pandemic, and you know, just people got tired of them. Um, for for the cycle in general, but you know, this class, you know, exceeded expectations by far. Um, if you just go down the list of of, of guys who made impacts this year, you know, it's really it was really you know a, a vast list of guys who. You know, had had real role player potential, and really came to the NBA and and you know expedited that process and and showed to be way more NBA ready than was given credit for them coming out. So I think Raz, um, you know, we talked about Rookie of the Year, and I do think this is one of the better conversations to finish on. So I mean, where are you at on it with MVP? Obviously, mellow, you know, mellow Ball injury, um, do a wrench into um the back half of the season. Anthony Edwards, Halliburton had a great season. Uh, But, you know, Rookie of the Year, over the 72-game stretch, who do you have?
0: I mean, Rookie of the Year, I'm going to give it to uh, the Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards. I was on record um, on one of our earlier shows just saying, like, he's either going to be a star or get someone fired. Like, it was just no in-between with him. I didn't think it was going to ever be any middle ground with him. Like, he's either going to explode or he's going to be – He ain't Deion Waiters, I'll tell y'all that. That's what I'm saying. So like Anthony he is Edwards, he's it. showing that, and I think as he already has an, a grown man body, so like that's like half the half the yeah, battle. I like think. He's, he's I a think.
1: Freak. Hold on. Hold that. Hold that. Though, <laughs> hold that. Though. I think if we were just like, if if we did an NBA combine of just the the most explosive athlete in the league. Yeah, he's one of them. Like and, and 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 even I throw the caveat saying take everybody in their prime. So take prime Bron, take prime Westbrook. Take prime John Wall. Take prime D. Rose. Anthony Edwards already is in a conversation with all of those guys. Athletically, he's more of a guard Zion, if you really want to think about it like that. Because what he does athletically is similar to Zion. Like, he's just straight bullying dudes. Like, I think he has one of the – and, you know, this is – you want to talk about biomechanics. And you talk about little things that really, you know, it might not – um it might not stand out to you if you're not familiar but um whereas people talk about first step a lot first step is a common um scouting jargon that people talk about first step is something that common people commonly look at when when we're when we're talking about particularly guards but it matters a lot with wings and, and if the ball's in your hand your first step even for even for a big man like Julius Randle mean first step that stuff really matters but nobody talks about that last step that last step kind of it's it's you know, it's very subtle. It's very, yeah. it's very, it's very, it's very stealth. You know, Luka Dante is amazing at this. <sighs> when we talk about, you know, just not getting dislodged by contact and, and be able to take contact and not get I mean, his,
0: his disrupted gravity by gravity it in any Yeah, bro. It's he, the gravity like, where it's like he he gets to like the first step, booms, explosive, he's by you. But now he got you in the hip and the help defense is there. The help defense that bumps him, it doesn't matter because he's just strong enough to get to his spot and he's gonna hold his spot. It just matters on whether he's gonna make, make the shot or not. Like that's just what it comes down to it at this be. point.
2: Yeah, like, I think like he's definitely a flick, but I'm not so the biggest Anthony Edwards fan, but um, from I mean, great, uh, I was gonna, I was,
1: I was just singing the praises before I, I criticized him more.
2: So, oh. <laughs> oh, I mean,
1: I, 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 I'm an Ant fan I, and I watch, I watch yeah. the season very closely, so I can tell you the good and I mean, the bad. But I mean, but, yeah, um, I'll
2: definitely give him the what I give him the year by default. You know, LaMelo had to go down for a bit. Um, Ant stayed um, healthy pretty much all year. Uh, but overall, like, you know, that eventually, like, you know, that shot selection, uh, all that is going to come into play. You know, what I'm saying uh, the skill set is going to gonna have to evolve as much as, uh, as, athleticism, as athleticism. So we're going to see where it is in five years, you know.
1: Nah, and I think that was, Raz, this is another thing I said about, particularly about Ant Man um you know my my thing was where he was at as an 18 year old freshman was already damn impressive and and like you said his, his my my thing with ant always as an investment was okay cool i'm gonna take ant as number one pick it, m- it might be ugly i was expecting it to be ugly and it was ugly for that first stretch of the season but you know, talk, talking about him and, you know, when that skill improvement does come. And he's he was more skilled than people gave him credit for. So we talk about, we already, we already just highlighted how athletic he is. He was more skilled than he was given credit for. Um, I think during the second half of the season, um, his shot became much more consistent. Um, especially, I think, in the last, like, the last, this last, like, whatever, like, five, six um, weeks stretch of the season where he really hit his, his, uh, his, his peak. Um, I would definitely say the shot got more consistent. He personally said that um, adjusting to the distance of the NBA line was what what he struggled with in the beginning. Um, and in the end, he did look much more, uh, much more confident with this. But, um, yeah, the stick, the stick on Ant Man. I think the number one thing with him, in particular, if you want to make the argument, because I, I think, I think at the end of the day, I think I'm going to go Lamelo as my Rookie of the Year. I'm not. I'm not going to be mad at an Anthony Everidge. I do think he did enough to earn this. However, I do think um, for Ant, at least you know, and particularly in the first half of the season, Raz, We talked last time we spoke about the Timberwolves. I said I was like, bro, they have the worst coach in the league. It didn't make sense why he was coming off the bench early. Um, but that that you know that disrupted him. He Second seemed, worst like, coach
0: he, in the league. Second
1: worst. It, it, it was he was so bad RuPaul,
0: bro number 1 bro
1: he was so i think i think was <laughs> better than ron songs but whatever but um even yeah the shot selection was so bad the shot selection was so bad um defensively ant has a long way to go i think he's probably he's probably one of the worst off ball defenders in the league this season he just doesn't seem to care that much about that end of the end of the floor yet um you know and that's that's the funny thing because I think on ball when he's when he's engaged on ball he he's he he can defend and for somebody like that just locking in defensively I don't know where that gets to throughout his career um but he's gonna need a coach that gets in his ear to really you know get him to focus on defense because I think straight up um impact impact wise LaMelo Ball was was straight up a better defender than than um than Ant was you know and you know I think LaMelo was looked at as somebody who didn't really possess much defensive upside coming in, but I I do think he, he showed, you know, and I think for guys, particularly these guys, um, these great passers, um, one thing about passing is um, passing is such a a trait that, you know, it's a wiring trait that you really need. It takes a lot of reputation to understand the geometry of the basketball court, understanding, understanding where guys are around you. So Guys like that, guys like and even coming out for Lonzo. People said Lonzo might be a shitty defender coming out. And he kind of put that to rest early in his in his rookie season as well. So those those like guys who are, are gifted passers, you know, I, I have I usually have a little more hope for them on defense because they just understand you get into these guys who just have low IQ, you know, it's kind of it's rough for those guys. If you don't know what the hell's going on in the court, it's kind of hard for you to be in the right position. So, you know, I just think for as as far as Melo goes. I think he definitely played a part in, you know, and I think the, the Hornets roster is, is probably a little more, it's it was definitely, definitely it's definitely it's, more it talent on more, there. It
0: had more complimenting pieces. For it definitely had a lot like of, I think, I think it
1: had a lot of more, I think it had more complimentary pieces, but I think overall from the main stretch for both of them, um it's, it's it's to to give it to ant i have to ignore a lot of that first stretch of the season which is hard to do man because anywhere anywhere up until up until even past the all-star break like all that he was like basically the worst shooter in the league he just took the most shots and and, and we took like we talk about we talk about it like he wasn't efficient at all and shout out to the shout out to the faction of of t yeah, fans but- who wanted who wanted d traded but and final stretch where he really improved, it coincided with, you know, getting – having another ball handler who opened up way more shots for him. So, I kind of think that's what took him to another level. But, yeah, Mellow man, I just think his impact over the season was on a different level. Yeah. You know, his his passing really just it, – it turned the Hornets into a destination. It made them must-see television. You just talk about, you know, that ability to – you know, it just – Right, you talk about that that JV time stop, but that JV, them boys was having the most fun in the league on
2: you No, know, Honestly, basis in between. Melo. I was gonna say Melo became what everyone thought Lonzo would be. Like that spark plug. You know? you know what I'm saying? Like everyone thought I felt like Alonso had more of a like uh when he was coming in, I had the buzz, like maybe even magic said, like he's gonna be a face to turn the Lakers around. But all of that, Melo is showing like he's a true superstar, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm even a big fan of the Ball brothers as a whole, but uh, Melo definitely been more consistent, and he's playing at a level where maybe he'll be a leader of a team one day. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I get that, but I think a lot of the the Lonzo hate is was, overblown too. I think, that was
1: Magic. That was Magic's fault.
0: Yeah, it was. It was like, Magic's fault. But like, I think Lonzo, like Enlebar, Lonzo, uh, Lonzo in another situation. Like playing with Point Zion and Brandon Ingram is not really and Stan Van Gundy running that offense through them isn't really going to be beneficial to Lonzo but everything Lonzo has done this year I,
1: I don't know if I agree with that.
0: I don't I mean look Lonzo's improved I think, splits
1: I think He's, it's uh, more I think it's more about the center than than Lonzo. I think Lonzo fits perfectly next to both of those guys. Um you know I, and and I think for defensively defensively like and and this is where I talk about it because um even Brandon Ingram, who's one of my favorite young dudes in the league, I'm a, I'm a BI stand. That's my guy. One of the, I think he's one of the best, you know, just pure bucket getters out of, out of all these guys. If we just like comparing, you know, still sets, but you know, both him and Zion both leave, you know, room to be improvement, um, room to improve on defense. They're, they're not necessarily like um they can, they have, they have their moments where they look good. They also have their moments where they're just completely lost on defense. Um, And you know, the Steven, the Stephen Adams signing was always questionable, but you know, I I just think Lonzo fits perfectly next to them. You know, I think defensively is the fit between. You know, I think defensively the fit between Zion and Ingram might be more of an issue than you know people might give it credit for. More than the offense, I think offensively it can work. Defensively, is that really how you want to maximize Zion? I would look at it because we know Ingram is great, but push come to shove, I you know they're gonna they're gonna pick Zion over him. Yeah. So, I mean, so yeah, I, th- I just think, I think, I think, um, as a complimentary piece, you know, Lonzo, Lonzo is just perfect for, for something like that. Um, can he run a little more point? Probably. Um, but I also don't think he should be running like like 20 or 30 pick and rolls a game. That's definitely not the best way to use Lonzo either. So, oh, no,
0: nah, no, nah, I don't think he should be running a pick and roll. Like, us, let's not get overblown. Like, yeah, he can run it. I don't need him doing it. I don't need that to be how offense is initiated, right? I think. On a team like we were saying at the trade deadline, like on a team like the Knicks, Lonzo works perfectly. Like you need, I mean, somebody, yeah, who sure. can, you need somebody who can get fucking your players to bot, the, the rock and handle the rock in those tight situations. And then just his improvement as a shooter has made me more confident in, you know, being like, okay, that's a piece that you would go after if you're another team. Um, I don't know how I feel on BI yet. Like I think BI is very talented. Um he still has a little loser stench on him to me. Um, I know that's not, you know, that's what some, like, my boy Ezel would say. Like, he has him on the loser list right now, along with, like, Zach Levine. De- Devin and Booker
1: just got off that list. I don't really like that. Fair, Book- fair, fair enough, but the stench was was loud on Booker.
0: It was, oh, yeah, yeah, it was, De- Devin. But- I don't think it was fair, what- but the stench was stanky on Booker. <laughs> you see what a good point guard could do, right? Like, you see what a good point guard can do. Come on does. now, so come on like- now. So it's just like... Best you point know, guard, he, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so it's just like Devin Booker just got rid of it and literally through no merit of his own because he's playing literally the same way he played his whole career. It's just he has somebody else to help. But I mean, I don't know what the issue is with BI. And, and I mean, they're young, right? Listen, I don't that's like how old is Brandon Ingram? Maybe 25?
1: No, he's 23, bro. He's probably about to, I mean, he's about to turn
0: 24. That's my point. Like, these. This is a yo oh my god Miles Bridges just killed somebody. Um I think I think Try it's one of those things. Where, Try to yeah. Dermot. <laughs> oh man. Um, Nick Legend. But I think I think it's one of those things where it's just like it's about fit sometimes in the NBA as bad as it, as bad as that sounds because a lot of these guys are talented. it literally is about the fit um which is why when we're ready to give up on a lot of players at 22 years old I'm just like maybe they like some people stink. There's some 22 year olds that just stink. They're not going to cut it in the NBA. But like mm-hmm. At 22, you should get another chance. You're ready probably,
1: probably, probably like two or three more chances, depending on the fit. Honestly, you know, but yeah. um, so so yeah, rookie of the year, man. Like uh, uh, Anthony Edwards was was amazing. I, I just think you know, in terms, of, I I really do think, I I think number one, number one, um, because we we spoke about what 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 were you supposed to do with the number one pick? That was a, that was a very you know, we we belabored that conversation to its death you know, coming into that draft, Raz, you know, now I didn't see a bad pick between Ant or LaMelo. I saw it with both of them. The only people that I'm scoffing at right now is Golden State, because I really do think they Mm. tricked off something serious, not taking LaMelo ball. I don't think it made sense then. Still don't think it makes sense now. If you want to make the case about if you want to make the case about um a, like trading Wiseman sure but if you took the ball his stock he would have fetched you more in the open market than Wiseman would have anyway you know you know and as you know why they did and and as we spoke about earlier with, with Draymond they basically you know a full season of Draymond a full season of Steph NBA wing defenders I don't even want to say they're like great wing defenders it's just you know hot bodies who can do shit you know <laughs> you know no shouts out to to um chance the base more but you just talk about how bodies and that that team still ended up as a as as the fifth or sixth team as the defense so you know that's exactly why they should have took you know the, the chance on somebody like lamello just to be like all right fuck it even if he doesn't fit my cult. but i think it was just like i think i think some of it was oh we don't want to do the lavar thing and I think some of it was was Kerr, you know, just trying to stick to his own, you know, his own philosophies and his own systems. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Golden State with the lottery, with that pick, where that pick ends up. Um, because this summer, this summer for Golden State is going to be crazy. It, like, I don't see why they would want to take another top 10 pick on this roster. Um, when we see what Steph Curry just did, they should be trying to get as much um, talent that can win right away on that roster as soon as possible. Um, but we're going to see what that pick ends up. We're going to see what they end up doing this, this off season. So um, first, first team all rookie Raz. as we, as we wrap this up real quick, what's your first team um, first look team like All-Rookie. and who you want to highlight on there?
0: First team all rookie would be LaMelo, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, who, if you remember from the beginning of the year, uh, when we were doing the draft stuff was very high on Halliburton Um just, you know, a utility knife um, can play, play two, three positions if you need them to be. Um, his shooting will like his shooting form was always overblown. Like it goes in. There was no reason for everybody to want to tinker with it so much or for that to be such an issue on the next level. Um, he can handle the rock. He can play defense. He can play make. Um, he's perfect. I don't know if he was perfect for the Kings, but he he's he's a solid NBA player. Um, obviously, Anthony Edwards. Um, shout out Sadiq Bay, He's on that. And then my guy, um, New York Knickerbocker Emmanuel Quigley. Um, I think just the revelation to what he's been to the New York Knicks this year. He's actually slumped a bit in the the last couple of, of weeks and, and for the last month. But the spark that he gave them off the bench in the beginning of the year and that middle ground of the year with his shooting and his his float game was just, you know, something that the Knicks hadn't had from a point guard hadn't had from a point guard in about, you know, 10 years. So it was just one of those things where it's just like he really, really jump-started that second unit. Um, and if we just want to jump straight into the second team, um, you know, Patrick Williams, Deshaun Tate, Isaiah Stewart, Jaden McDaniels, and Desmond Bain. And shout out Desmond Bean the most brolic 3 and D nigga of all time. Um, but go on. Yeah, you got any uh for your your first
2: team or yeah, second was, team? I mean, first team was pretty identical. I didn't get a chance to go over the full list. Um, I kind of jump right on the call. But, yeah, man, like, you know, we kind of like I, – I echo everything you said about Emmanuel quickly. He's definitely a spark plug. Um, he played a little bit more minute consistently. Uh, we could have definitely made a case for him to be the top three rookie of the year conversation, in my opinion. Um, But, yeah.
1: I think with – yeah, so my, my first team – my first team all rookie. I believe we had the – you had uh, Sadiq Bay in your first team, Rez. Yeah, first so team. we had I think we had the same team, um Lamello and Halliburton quickly bay. <laughs> my my second team was Desmond Bain, um Jay Sean Tate. I actually wrote down Bay twice. <laughs> um, Jaden McDaniels, Isaiah Stewart, and um, I'm gonna throw Isaiah Tillman. I mean, yeah, I, I Tillman in, in my second team. Xavier Tillman, Xavier Tillman, Xavier Tillman. Shout out to Michigan team. State. Yeah, he definitely um, held it down. You know, that one that one is not too surprising, but he was he was ready to go from day one. Um, that man had he like he had an NBA body in college, but you know, <laughs> shout out shout out to Kwame Brown, man. Did y'all see them screens I was saying. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that yeah, man, man. Tillman the, says underrated. Simmons says
1: great screens, man. There's, there's no, mm-hmm. there's not many stats that's really gonna tell you about about screens, but you know, it, it really does matter. Ask any scoring guard in the league how important screens are, and like the, the dudes that the dudes that can get a bucket at any moment, they only need like it, the the airspace so, they need to get a shot off is not they
2: it's not a lot. A, a good screen. A My good, beef with Kwame Brown happened in one game and one game only, all right? It was against the Suns in the playoffs. It was the old 6 oh, season when they had the Suns. And they didn't miss <laughs> a bunny. He missed freaking bunny, bro. And that was it for me. Like, after that, I started bashing the man. But other than that, other than being a bust, uh, I never heard him speak before. This is the first time I ever heard of the man put together a whole – Hey,
1: man, everybody rant. got their tip. Everybody got their bowling point, you know? Yeah.
2: yeah like, but, um, like
1: it's, only so long, it's only so long you can see your name drag you the mud before you react. You know so, yeah. so more power to them because, and I, I even tweeted this like, if you would, bro, if you could survive getting castrated verbally by Michael Jordan and and Kobe Bryant, you know what I'm saying? You could survive anything. So, like, yeah. shout out to Kwame Brown because, yeah, that man, that man been through the mud. Um, but, but yeah, man, I think going back to the second team, like you said, Raz Bane, you know, that was a drought, that was a draft Twitter boo. Everybody saw that one. If you watched it, like, I think even like his. Strictly, if you just like I remember going back and, and sitting through um his his TCU tape from, from last year and and just being floored by how good of a shooter he was, like on spot ups and shooting off of motion. And you know, we talk about how important shooting is in the NBA, but you know, a guy like that fell. Um, but just a ready-made role player, um, you know, another one of these guys that, you know, would just look way more ready than anybody gave him credit for. Um, Deshaun Tate, man, um, you know. Shout out to that 2014 2015 Ohio State team, man. Because it's like honestly, I remember, yeah. I remember at the beginning, I remember at the beginning of the season when when he, because that was the Ohio State team he was on um, with, with D'Angelo Russell. So I remember watching, I'm like, oh shit. Because um, he bounced around until he got into the league. But you know, we really talk about ready made 3D and and in, um, defensive intangibles. Um, Tate really was one of the more feisty guys. You know shout out to the Rockets, man. The Rockets really wasn't on a lot of people's radar uh following the Harden trade. Um, but I went back and watched some of their second half stuff, man, and I was thoroughly improved with thoroughly impressed by definitely, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. definitely showed out, and you know, that, that dude is a bucket getter, you know. But but Tate and even um KJ Martin, you know, that's another guy. Those are those are great finds for them. So, like, like, you know, those, those guys aren't anybody who's going to change the, the trajectory strict, the of your franchise. But, you know, filling every spot, it's important. If you get those guys on cheap contracts, you know, it allows you to spend money to go get somebody who can really fill that hole for you, that can really help you when they're ready to start competing again. Um, I say Stewart, man, one of the better um, – another one, of a, a great pick. I forget where he went off the top of my head, um, but – yeah, man, he shooting shooting wise, he's another one of these guys. I think um disability to space the floor. I think he 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 shot he had a stretch where he he um showed his ability to really shoot even on the mid-range. Um I'm looking at his stats right now. He shot 51% on all mid-range shots, 88%. Um that's 88 percentile um as a mid-range shooter. Um, so I think you know, where he goes as from from this next step, I think he's shown a lot. Um, to make him somebody to keep an eye on going forward, his he has an NBA body. We talk about that. He has ridiculous shoulders. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he like, like literally, like literally, like Roman Roman Greek shoulders on 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 Isaiah Stewart. So when you when you talk about him and what his potential was, that was really that was a great pick uh, for Troy Weaver um, in Detroit. So you know you find a center like that, and I, I think he was the 16th pick off the top of my head. But you know you find somebody like that late in the draft. That's definitely a great you know, value for them. Um and I think the most underrated rookie, um, for for my eyes and, and just what he did, um, my guy Jaden McDaniels, you know, it's it's funny because he's another one. He was a he was a um a prestige blue blue chip guy coming out. Um and if you watch his if you watch his high school mixtape, if you watch what he did at at uh University of Washington with Isaiah Stewart um enough. You know, he his skill set has him, has people compare him to, you know, a lot of people threw our baby KD, baby Brandon Ingram, you know, right Raz, you, so know is a much. you know, bit
0: No, you know how I feel about that, but you know, <laughs> like player comps are not, not doing any justice to these kids coming out of college. Like how the fuck you see a, a tall skinny kid and you nah, say that's coming to like that doesn't help. It yeah. <laughs> doesn't help him, bro. Like it nobody's coming to like the Kevin Durant, is Bro, Kevin Even, Durant, even, it.
1: even Raz I, Raz, I said this. I said this about Amani Bates as well, and it's even starting with him. And that's that's to that's to no fault of his own. It's it's, no, just, it's a, just he's, he's the good. Dude is like he's still 16-17. It's just it's just people put too <laughs> many expectations too high. But um, but yeah, back to back to Jaden McDaniels. We're talking about a six ten forward. Um, you know if if people expected what he did on defense coming out. You know, he would have been a top ten pick straight up because yeah, his his defensive, like he he legitimately like I saw it. I remember because I remember, I remember a game against the Mavericks where he was guarding Luka Doncic and you're talking about somebody who's 6'10, still growing into his frame. Can't be any more than he can't be any more than like 200 pounds, 205, maybe. Yeah. But you know, he has that grit for for a smaller guy. He has that, you know, that it's kind of a it's kind of a, a reverse Napoleon complex as a smaller dude, but he fights for every inch. As a six ten guy, so where he's going to be defensively and just his instincts as as a three and D guy who has potential because you know that's the thing about Jaden McDaniels he has a he has a he has a bag to where I've seen him get his own shot and it was not efficient at all but those are things he can do when you see him break it out you see him break it out on on um, in in games to where he might have like a nice you know one dribble pull up or or go behind the back into a, into a pull up jump shot and you see stuff like that from a six ten guy who who's been an impactful wing defender and and we're talking about somebody who who definitely had to come on my second team all defense and I think yeah. his his upside is is legitimately one of the highest in this class um to this day because if if he starts you know if the if we see more um shooting refinement and you know he's getting his own buckets more going in the future um to what he did defensively, we're really talking about somebody who could be one of the uh, a steal at, at pick 28, you know. So sure. I think I think that's that that's about that's about it, Raz. Um, like I said, playing game going on right now.
0: Um La- Rojas is shooting this game out. Uh last, shooting the harness out of this
1: game right now. Last last um last topic I would say before we get out of here, Lakers Warriors. Uh for this playing matchup, how do you guys see this going? Um, like like I said, Raz, we're gonna do another um, playoff breakdown this week sometime. So we're gonna get into yeah. more in depth about how we see these matchups playing out. Yeah. But <clears throat> what what do you and and we have a we have a, a shameless.
2: Are you a Laker fan, Gary? Uh, not anymore. I used to be I'm a Kobe fan, so I live in L.A. now, so I I watch most of their games. Uh, of them course. and the Clippers. I'm out here, you know. Shameless, shameless. So no sh- no yeah, shame um, in your game.
1: No shame but, in
2: your game. Um, but I think it's more so I stopped. Uh, root for them mainly because of LeBron, because of LeBron I hate it. and I'm about to say it out loud. um But um, <laughs> I, I'm fully bang back. I'm like bang. I've been watching. So this you are so life. stuck
1: are- in like you are so stuck in like 2009 right now, bro. With these tapes, oh, oh, I've had all no, of no, these. Bro. I've had
2: a. <laughs> <I was> a- <laughs> it's
0: funny because it's like, <laughs> bro, I told, I, I, I told you, this nigga this nigga a, a purist, but I say it with quotes. Uh-huh. It's, it's not a basketball purist, a, and he's a Kobe purist, and you know. <laughs> Kobe nah, fans man. are an interesting breed. Hey,
1: nah. I, I, it's not even. I'm not even. I retired my Kobe. You know, whatever. I don't even. I don't uh, want to call it slander. You know, I gotta get I, him. Yeah, I a, to get. Me. I get you on the show with k Lou and let him do his thing. The the real, yeah, the real. They I mean, Go
2: We can go, nah, we can, we can go to Kobe thing
0: another
2: time for sure. The but, biggest. Um, <laughs> but you know, like I, I'm fully. After living in Chicago for three and a half years and then LA, I like I'm fully on board with the next man. there's nothing worse than being in the bar and they're just shitting on your city right in your face, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't make sense. It's like I know dudes that live in different states and like I don't f I know a homie out here. He's a Golden State Warriors fan. This dude is a freaking Rams fan, this is a Packers, all it and dude growing the Harlem.
1: You friends with Lil Wayne? <laughs> oh my bad. You harder. My bad. My bad. <laughs> yeah, no, going into going into going into this this matchup, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, as a, I mean, okay, so you just say you're a Laker fan, so at uh, that, I, I was actually,
2: I'm, I'm rooting for the Warriors, but if I was to I, money, exactly, I, so I, so I gotta, Raz,
1: Raz, where where I get get you back in a sec, but Raz, where where are you at with this um, because to be honest. I'm 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 more concerned. I don't, you know, I'm a I'm a LeBron trooper. So like guys like Gary, I spent I spent, you know, many many days in my adolescence tearing upon the weak arguments this brother is making right now, neither here nor there. But the the thing the thing with LeBron, I'm very concerned about the 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 high ankle sprain right now. Like that's an injury that does not that lingers. Um, him coming back and and like you know spraining it twice, re re injuring it, re aggravating it twice you know also puts me at pause um anthony davis is somebody another guy who you know usually a, a annual, uh uh annual nba guy i don't think he was really at that level this year consistently mm. at least so and and in a in a short series raz what would what would your what would what would your concern level be for the Lakers in general if, if there is any i'm 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 just a little concerned about the injury because if, if lebron is hurt LeBron, like that that beige motherfucker is one who will make you pay in a couple games so that's not really the situation you want to be in but where are you at with it
0: um i'm gonna go on record right now um steph curry might get him out of there tomorrow um i think i think i think steph i think steph might go for 50 on the road and let it fly on these <laughs> niggas, and I, that's not—that's not an indictment on the Lakers, bro. It's just a one-game series. That's just what it comes down to. Like it's one game, right? So it's just like, yeah,
2: yeah. Steph Curry yeah. only needs one yeah. game. You know, he only needs one game. But uh, you know, like I still wouldn't necessarily bet against LeBron, and LeBron have a I, better support. I, cap, I wouldn't.
1: Bro. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that would be wise to do any any
2: time. You know, but so, nah, like, I, I wouldn't I, say anytime. I, I, Stop it. Stop it. I wouldn't no, say anytime, no, bro, but, you know, bro. Come on. I mean, man. in this situation, <laughs> if you're talking about this situation, I still think uh um, has a better team, especially LeBron before, before, you of course they have a better team. No, nah, um, they for sure have a better team, know, but. yeah, for sure. Um but I, I agree like uh Curry can get hot and that's it. You know what I'm saying? One game series he can go 50. Why do you
1: hate why do you hate LeBron, bro? Well
2: first of uh, LeBron <laughs> Strictly NBA like basketball, black things. excellence, like bro. What you like, bro? How you I hate see, the what, school, see, see, how you that's that's hate the I charter was,
1: school, son? F- how you hate the charter school? NBA paint. That's
2: what see, <laughs> you beat me to it. You just, that's my point. You're a LeBron fans. You beat me <laughs> to it. I just made, I was about to say strictly NBA <laughs> basketball reason to separate LeBron the I could, I could uh, Rodney, do that too. I'm just saying. Uh, LeBron, I know, but you led with the charter schools. You led with black I did not lead with the charter school. I did not lead with the. charter You led with excellence.
1: That was not my lead. That was my.
2: No, you, got, you said a black ex charter Which he is, which he is. I, no, which he is. I, I'm not talking about it. That's so why I have to make it clear. I love LeBron as a black role model, never got arrested here, in a 20-year here career, comes the but. Here all, comes all that but.
1: Here comes the butt.
2: Off the court issues, we listen to the same music, you know what I'm saying? I fucks with it. But <laughs> he was fortunate, he was fortunate to play most of his career in a lesser down to conference. But he, as a top 10 athlete, I mean, NBA basketball player, he's thriving. He dominated. You know what I'm saying?
1: Did he not win the West last year? There was some –
2: he got there. Uh, He he got there. But we're not (laughs) talking about him being a bust. We're not saying that he's a bust like he's never going to win anything. I expect him to be at a certain level. But you put him with another player who's top 10 in this prom, I expect that. You know what I'm saying? Paco was never top 10 in the NBA. Paco was never top 10. We saw the Mamba mm-hmm. said, yo, I need talent. Mm-hmm. The Mamba said, I
1: need talent. They got bro, really Paul Gasol is a Hall of Famer. We're not going to do this right I
2: now. I never bro. said top t- I, uh, He is. I'm not going to disrespect Paul Gasol just Well, um, you just. To
1: I, well, he, bro, he got No, no, no. no. Paul Gasol, Paul, 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 Paul made. Paul, Paul, Paul made Paul two. All, Paul Gasol, Paul Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Paul Gasol made multiple all NBA second teams. That's literally a top 10 player in the league.
2: After 2011.
1: Bogosaw so was never an All Star prior to Kobe. Bogosaw was, was all- an All. Bro, no, how much
2: you want to bet? How much you want to bet?
1: Bogosaw right was an All Star in 2006.
2: Right he, no, was he was an All Star in
1: 2006.
2: Yes, he no, was. was
1: On oh, Memphis. Yes, he was. Are you, are you looking Pogleson at it right now? Bogosaw was 20 and 10 in Memphis.
2: Are, no, was he an All Star? Yes, I just said in 2006. Are you looking at it right now,
0: bro? I pulled up the number for me too. I'm looking not. At
2: I'm, it? I'm, I'm not looking at it. I know he was an All. Look it up. Let's look at him. Yeah, he hey, he was, was All Star 2006
0: in Memphis. 2009, 2000, 2009, 2011, and that's back to bro. He was, so he got one, he won. He got one before. Bro, COVID. Paul Gasol, Paul Gasol was 19. <laughs> Pogosov
1: was 19 and nine. All right, at 20, All right. At, All right. 22 All right. at 22 years old, at right. 22 years old. But you right. got me.
2: that. But he was no Andy Davis. Stop it. He was never a top 10 playing the league at any point. Pogosov at one any of point. i yes. I'm, Pa- Paul Gasol. He, gonna... he was never uh, Anthony Davis level <laughs> skill set wise of defense wise. Talk about defense in podcast podcasts. Paul Gasol was never ever. All right, all in the top right, okay.
1: So, league. but but like easy. That's a very easy retort. Kobe Bryant spent the first eight years of his career um, playing, what, playing with LeBron. I mean, playing I'm with Shaquille me. fucking O'Neal. What are you talking about, dog? Hey, well that, and,
2: and, LeBron, didn't, and then, LeBron didn't
1: start playing with AD until until year 13, 14, no, what? Yeah, 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 four years.
2: Yeah, four years. With Come on, two bro, that's not even. Guys. And then he has four years with two of the top three guys in his draft class. And then you went and got one of the best young talent uh, coming out as point guard Kevin Love is your third option. And if you want to look at somebody's numbers before LeBron, look at K numbers before he got to LeBron. I yeah. don't feel like that's a good. number. was a to double LeBron, double, bro.
1: I don't I, feel I, like I, that's I, a good.
2: Right. I don't LeBron feel like, bro. Him. But what no, the I, his what? I'm way? hating on him. I'm hating you, you hating on him because like, you don't I'm want him to you, him to. you hating. Yes. I, you believe hating. I believe in <laughs> yeah, that chief. I'm putting. Yeah. No. I believe no, Lebron. The
1: chief. No. Can't I say that with about all Kobe he received, too? I said that about the, Kobe? With, Can't with I say that about Kobe too? Like what the like I'm like I'm not even no.
2: With all Lebron was given to only have three rings at this point. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bro, I am not impressed. They the only – no, this go
1: argument go this argument is hilarious. This argument is hilarious because Kobe and Shaq – Kobe and Shaq,
2: LeBron Shaq LeBron was supposed to win like LeBron. 12
1: rings, nigga. Yeah. They yes. were supposed right. to win like 12 rings.
2: Well, unfortunately, the egos got in the way. You're right. I, I agree with you with that. The egos hey, you, you, you just gonna know that? You just don't know that. You just don't know that. I got a guy in. I have another call coming up. I actually want to say for my next call. But I'm putting it on record. I believe with all that LeBron was given, he underachieved
0: alright We cutting your mic. I'm talking to you later, bro.
2: <laughs> Yo, thanks for having me on some real shit. Thanks for having me. Yo, appreciate uh, next you, Next time I'll make sure my uh, um, I'm gonna make sure I get the premium package for my wifi out of here. You know what I'm saying? I've been <laughs> doing, 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 uh, doing the cheap route. I got too much to going on right now. You know <laughs> nah all I on, appreciate bro. y'all, man. One love. All right, Best of luck, uh, all right. Stay up, my G. Stay yeah, up, bro. Uh, for sure, bro. So, Yo, so, yeah, man. Appreciate you, appreciate you,
1: bro. Appreciate you. Uh, but yeah, man, yeah. Raz, we could get we could get out of here in a moment. Um, but any, I nigga, mean, any... <laughs>
0: that nigga said, "I believe LeBron underachieved." I think, I think when when takes like that are said, so we we I know we we've been on a little longer than we should have been today, but I think one of those this is one of those takes you gotta let breathe and let everybody and let everybody understand. Nah, man. You
1: know the the funny thing is, and like that that conversation. And that's why I said it, exactly why it sounds like we still in two thousand nine. Because like when we, um, I, and I say this to to talk about NBA Twitter, because when we talk about how it sounds to talk about basketball, that's how it sounds, you know. When and at the heat of the Kobe Lebron discussions, that's how it sounded. That's how those that's how those barbershop and lunchroom conversations sounded. It don't sound like dudes citing box plus minus and, and Raptor and, 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 you know, nerd shit like that. Like, no, that's, that's, that's truly how, you know, basketball banter really sounds at its best. So, you know, I haven't heard that in a minute, but you know, it just, it just brought me back to a better date, but, but yeah, man, um, you know, shout out to playing game. Um, you know, we, we definitely got some, some good content going on with us, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> yo, shout, I to my nigga Denzel in the building. Y'all yo, y'all four
0: MVPs,
1: four titles,
2: unachieving. Yo, wow. yo,
0: <laughs>
1: yo. What did Qu- I, yo? Kwame said. Kwame said, "I came from the. I came from he free said, lunch, nigga." He said, "I had no shoes on my feet. You gonna call me a bus? My mom live on the north course. <laughs> you gonna tear down a black brother like this? Nah, we can't stand for that on draft season. But um." Raz, any, any, like yeah. <laughs> any final
0: George? <laughs> yeah.
1: Any any final takes, dog? Any final takes? Um, anything else we didn't
0: cover? Um, coach I mean, the coach of the year, Monty Williams. They gave, I, I was gonna give it to Tibbs. I'm not upset with Monty, Monty Williams. That's a black man, of course. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, I do think Tom Tom Thibodeau did a lot more with less, for sure.
1: 100, um, yeah.
0: He gave he gave the Knicks an identity. He brought the New York Knicks back to prominence you know like some relevancy in new york city so i mean they might build him a statue in front of the garden for that so i mean that might be better than the award anyway so it's just like one of those things where it's just you know monty williams god bless him you know he lost his life his life his wife
1: his wife yeah um not that I mean anything that, but
2: That's, that's <laughs> tough bro. No, It is tough guess, But like, we
1: gotta like, end the show now That was the IPA might, might,
2: I'm, I'm off the
1: rock Shout out to the IPA We drinking um, But um But yeah, yeah.
0: Cooper Davis Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, good. Pretty, it's, it's good we don't got no sponsorships Cause they would've pulled it for that uh, um, But we might have to clip that uh, <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, but yeah Shout out to Monty Williams um, Shout out to Tom Tip. Um I think it's been A very interesting NBA season I think the playoffs Are going to be incredible I have no idea What to think about it But like We're not going to step on Any more content We're going to come back uh, Later this week With a little playoff preview um, So yeah I mean This is this has been The Draft Season Podcast It is your boy Young Razz I'm out here As always With Sean 5K We want to thank uh, Mr. Garlando Gary O For hopping on Um you Know he had that K. Lou Wi Fi. We really do got to vet our guests, but we just here having the homies on, um, and having a good time. So we do appreciate y'all as always. We're gonna check out on the next episode. Please stay tuned, we will be bigger and better. Um, pause all the time. So, uh, let's let's uh let's wrap it up on that before we we, we break off any more political connects. <laughs> <laughs>